On today's show of the Locked On Texan podcast, could more money actually be less problems for Houston? Cody and I look into the position groups that could benefit from an upgrade, which also plays into the tight end talk. Does Houston have a problem? You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Thursday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your Texan football analyst, John, some sports guy Hickman. And of course, I'm joined by none other than Texans beat reporter and Sports Illustrated's own Cody Davis. If you are new to the Locked On Texan Podcast, first and foremost, first and foremost thank you for stopping by. Make sure to subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked On Texan podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, including Apple Podcasts or Spotify, as well as YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. If you are one of our returning family members, y'all know how we do it here. Thank you guys for coming back as we continue to cover your Houston Texans. There should be more talk in the city surrounding the second unit for the offensive line there's concerns there guys i can't wait for you to hear what cody has to say about that as he's been out at training camp every single day houston does have more money with the restructuring restructuring of deals titus howard deals and others open up the salary cap for this team so they will have an opportunity to invest into other positions we'll discuss which positions should be a part of that priority but first and foremost cody starting with the tight end concerns, and some of the roster moves. Wednesday, the Houston Texans signed tight end Nick Vanett. This is coming off the heels of signing former Patriot tight end Dalton King. As of right now, excluding Dalton Schultz, the current career catches for the tight ends on this Texan roster. Vanett with 90, Brevin Jordan with 34, Eric Tomlinson with 27, Andrew Beckwood, 14, Tegan Quatoriano with seven, Dalton King with three, Mason Shrek with two. And it's kind of funny because you have Jordan Murray, the rookie out of Hawaii, with zero. From what you've seen, Cody, and I would love for you to take the listeners and viewers through your four eyes. We like to joke here. <laughs> through what you've seen, how big of a concern is the tight end room when you look at tight end two is very questionable they've signed two tight ends in a span of two days and they have a preseason game that's taking place next thursday against the new england patriots and tegan quatoriano brevin jordan the two guys who are likely to be tight end two on this roster may not be featured due to injury I'm a little conflicted and surprised that the Texans signed not one but two tight ends over the last 24 hours because, yes, there's been a concern when you look at the depth uh, at this position group, um, but you also got to keep in mind that 
they are literally just signing bodies in order to help with the competition at this position group at this very moment. Because, John, going into training camp, one of the things that you and I talked about is who's going to step in as tight end number two. The main two guys that you and I and everybody else talked about was Tegan Quatoriano and Brevin Jordan. Today marks day seven of Houston Texans training camp, and Brevin Jordan has missed the last three practices with a hamstring injury. And Tegan Quatoriano, as of right now, is still on the PUP list. So I, I, I would like to add, excuse me for cutting y'all, but I would like to add that even with Brevin Jordan's uh, attendance, he hasn't been able to fully separate himself from Mason Shrek. He hasn't been able to separate himself from the rookie, undrafted rookie Jordan Murray. Now, on Sunday, I thought Brevin Jordan may have put together his best practice. Uh, caught a 20-yard wheel route, also was able to complete another pass, and he just looked looser on the field. But overall, guys, something that Cody and I talked about, the mental consistency he looked consistent mentally on the field. So I did want to add that. And when you look at, you know, great point, Cody, when you look at the battle at tight end to the another, the other guy just hasn't been on the field to fight for that <laughs> position. So it's kind of like, like Mason Shrek made a couple of plays, uh, but Tegan Quatoriano hasn't been able to even have a fight, a dog in a fight because he hasn't been on the field. Yeah, thank you for putting that out about Brevin Jordan because I literally was about to mention that just going over his last couple of days of training camp. But I don't, I, I really don't know how much these tight ends are, are going to help the Houston Texans moving forward, though, because the one thing that I would say, Jordan Murray, I mentioned this, I believe, on Tuesday's installment of Locked On Texans. I'm going to repeat it again. He has definitely taken full advantage of the opportunity at hands because with Brevin Jordan and Tio Quatoriano out, he has stepped up and he has looked good in both the passing game and the rushing attack. I believe it was on Monday's practice. He created a nice hole for Mike Boom. And if this was a real game, he would have been the person that helped Mike Boom score a touchdown. And then I believe that was also the same practice where he had, I believe, two or three receptions. So I really don't know where the Houston Texans are going by adding two tight ends. I think if anything, it's just bodies just to get more eyes on this position group. Because look, seven days in the camp, even though Dalton Schultz missed the last three practices, he is definitely tight end number one. But I will say is I think this showcase how important this position group is going to be for this offense because Ever since Dalton Schultz went out with an injury and ever since Bourbon Jordan has been up and, up and down with his inconsistencies, the same thing with Jordan Murray, the efficiencies of this offense literally hangs on the battle of this position group. And I think that is what this signing showcased more than anything. And to piggyback off that, the, the tight end position is very important. First and foremost, we've heard, how this team is going to put an emphasis from Bobby Slowick to D'Amico Ryans, even from the quarterback. They're going to put an emphasis on running the ball. Mm -hmm. And for the tight end position, if we go back and look at what San Francisco did offensively on the ground, Chris, Christian McCaffrey ran to the left end of the offensive line 34 times last season, which was the highest amongst any rushing lane last year. And that left end, George Kittle, who is a hell of a blocker, was able to create Christian McCaffrey out of those 34 attempts. 
116 yards, eight first downs. And so they love doing that. Even when I look at Jeff Wilson, who had 92 total carries, uh, 14 attempts out of the highest, the second highest on, on his season last year, 14 attempts, uh, 4.1 yards per carry, two TDs. I mean, two first downs, two yard, two uh, two rushing attempts of 10 or more yards, uh, which was the second highest as well. So this is a offensive scheme that predicates on blocking well from all six positions. When you look at the offensive line, if you want to uh, one tight end set, two tight end set, they want their tight ends to be able to create those lanes. And we've seen the opportunities from their running backs, specifically Christian McCaffrey, when attacking the edge and how successful uh, he can be. Even when I look at Christian McCaffrey going back to last year again, 14 attempts going towards that right end, one TD and average four yards per carry as well. So with the absence of Dalton Schultz, the absence of Tegan Quatoriano, who was, I thought, a good blocker for Houston, and Brevin Jordan being out the last couple of practices. For Houston, it's about, okay, how do we find somebody that could not only establish what we want at the tight end position, but we also got to get somebody out there that's going to be able to help block so we can get a true evaluation mm -hmm. of what they want to do on the ground. When I look at the signing of Nick Vanette, uh, I think he's a good inline blocker, played for Seattle. And so we know for years, Seattle was a team that really loved running the ball. Um, and then you look at Dalton King. Dalton King is a guy that you don't have no real tape on, has some opportunity and playing snaps for the New England Patriots, but nothing significant. So I do think it's a problem right now for Houston because they're missing out on two things, finding out who's going to be our tight end two and tight end three if we decide to carry three tight ends on this roster. And for the San Francisco 49ers, if we try to look at the correlation between Bobby Sloyd, Kyle Shanahan from last year and what they want to do here in Houston, they had three tight ends on their roster. Right now, Houston doesn't know who's going to be tight end one, tight end two, excuse me, or tight end three. So bringing in those guys makes a whole lot of hell of a sense, guys. Do not necessarily write off the Brevin Jordans, write off Tegan Quatoriano, write off Mason Shrek, write off Jordan Murray because of the latest two signings. But they want to make sure that they're able to have that depth that they want. And then, hey, we still want y'all to come out here and block, and we want to make sure we get a full evaluation of our running backs before we move forward to cut down from 90,000 to 53 on the last day of training camp. So um, I think it's a concern that people should be, you know, looking at. But I like how Houston is being active and bringing in bodies. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job and then add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions can make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses Rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates 
you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back in Locked On Texan listeners and viewers. As you can see, investing into other positions. Now, the talk of training camp, of course, has been the inconsistencies from the quarterback room. I'm not too worried or concerned. The talk of training camp has also been Steven Nelson and this secondary. Also, Will Anderson. Those are some of the positive things. But the talk of training camp in terms of concerns, well, the wide receiver room has still been a point of conversation. Um, And also, of course, we just talked about the tight end concerns. And so with Houston being able to manufacture some more money in this year's salary cap due to a couple of contract extensions, as of right now, Houston has around roughly $13 million in salary cap that they can play around with. That type of money is something that I wish I had. But especially with gas prices, Lord have mercy. Hey, man, you know what? Let me hold something for gas just so Please. I can get to NRG. Please. <laughs> but uh, you ask him that, he's going to ask you, are you smoking on gas? <laughs> when we look at the upgrades that could you know, help this team and this franchise going into a season where I always want to emphasize this team does want to compete. Mm-hmm. Where should some of that money go? Like if Houston had, we rank positions, Cody, what position needs the most upgrade, the biggest upgrade I'd say? Wide receiver. But – Nobody as of right now is available on the wide receiver market. I think the last time I checked the free agency market, the best wide receiver as of right now is Jarvis Landry, who's 30 years old and who is coming off a season for the New Orleans Saints. We only recorded, I think, 270 yards on a few catches and I think one touchdown. I look at that from the standpoint, if you was going to go and bring in an aging wide receiver who's 30 – you should have just go ahead and just reunited with DeAndre Hopkins. So wide receiver, I would say, is most important because if you guys did not listen to yesterday's installment, the one thing I said was, yes, the quarterback had an awful day, but majority of their struggles wasn't their fault. Majority of their struggles was due to the inefficiencies of the wide receiver. Noah Brown, um, Nico Collins, um, Robert Woods, who, by the way, Robert Woods have not had that much of a great training camp as of right now. And I know he was brought in to be the quote unquote veteran of that position group. And you definitely need veterans to help the young guys like a Tank Tank Dale and the John Mitchie, Xavier Hutchinson. However, he hasn't really done anything to stand out from other wide receivers. And I wanted to bring that up because coming into training camp, a lot of people was looking at Robert Woods as his team's number one wide receiver. Well, coming into day seven, that is not the case. But once again, when I when if we're if we're looking at it, Xavier Hutchinson would be this team's number one receiver. I said Xavier Hutchinson and, and John Mitchell as well. I don't want I'm not changing up the expectations for him, please. But John Mitchell, you know, has looked the best at times, but 
this wide receiving core, John, I would say, remember yesterday I joked about the apologies and stuff. I will say this is another position that you was right on. Um, but outside of wide receivers, I want to say the offensive line, but the second unit, because the second unit has not looked good. And of course, third, if I can make a top three, is tight end. But as we've seen, Nick Asirio and Debico Ryans have already started to address those as well. I still would say the tight end position is number one for me right now, um, simply because, like, when I look at the wide receiver position, they still have some quality depth. But um, but but here's the thing about that, and I thought about this as well. They have quality depth, and they have quality talent as well. But when you look at the depth and the talent, most of them are guys that are still learning the game. Tank, John, right. Hutchison. Right. So, but in fairness, okay, how many guys have made plays in training camp so far that was not considered – a number one or a number two th- option for Houston at their wide receiver position. A lot. Mm-hmm. A lot, honestly. Like, okay, we consider Nico, and Nico has had, I would just say Nico moments, right? Uh, yeah. I, I, I still will say that. I, honestly, outside of, I'm sorry to cut you off, but honestly, outside of Tuesday, he's been looking pretty good. Right. I, I, like I said, when I say Nico moments, I mean, like, he, he's doing what he has to do. He had to slip, I know, but mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say that Nico has completely separated himself. And so, like, Noah Brown mm-hmm. has had some good training camp, and if we're being honest, he's looked better than Robert Woods, yeah. uh, Xavier Hutchison. So, like, overall, when you look at the wide receiver depth chart, multiple guys have been able to have good days at camp. Mm-hmm. Outside of Dalton Schultz, on a consistent basis, there's been not one tight end to consistently have good moments for Houston. And I think that's a big problem. I really do. So I think that for Houston, with nearly $13 million in, in, in salary cap uh, as of right now, I've always said that I think Houston would look at the big cut down day as an opportunity to snag some of those veteran guys that can come in and may not need that long of an opportunity to get acclimated to this system mm-hmm. that can come in and be able to play. Um, like I think when I look at who could possibly be out there, maybe Logan Thomas, a potential training camp cut from Washington, maybe he's the guy to target. Uh, looking at Ross Dwelly, he spent – was it six seasons and majority or his entire career actually has been in San Francisco. Uh, his best year in 2020 with 245 yards, one TD last year, five targets, 105 yards. So he was able to make a couple of bigger plays for the San Francisco 49ers. And if you're looking for somebody to come in and not need that much time to get into the playbook and, Remember last year with Pep Hamilton, if a guy was signed, then you pretty much knew they wasn't going to see the field for like two or three weeks. Don't don't bring that up because that still irked my nerves when you look at the Johnsons. Yeah, the Johnsons. <laughs> but so uh, so maybe Dwelly could be an option. But I think when when Houston evaluates their team after the training camp cuts and they'll be prepared, of course, I still think the tight end position is a position that they should address simply because 
It's no longer four preseason games. It's only three, right? If if Brevin Jordan and Tegan Quatoriano don't get the opportunity to showcase what they can do in the first game, that limits them to two. Also, with Tegan Quatoriano not being able to play football up until this point, Jordan Brevin Jordan, not a guy that's been consistent. Maybe Andrew Beck, who they signed in the offseason, has some familiarity with this offense. You know, Nathaniel Hackett and, and, and Bobby Sloak and the Cal Shanahan office is pretty similar. Maybe he's a guy that just continues to, you know, show out. And with that experience that he has, maybe he wins it out. But I could see Houston maybe looking at potential cuts when it's cut down day and say, you know what, this guy can make our team better. And then I would also point directly to the wide receiver position. Uh, that may be the most saturated position in the NFL right now, honestly unless you're the New England Patriots, where you don't value <laughs> uh, wide receivers. But overall, that's, that is still an upgrade for Houston, I think, offensively, to get some get some bodies in here that can really stretch the field on the consistent basis. And I don't think that they have that as of right now. I'm eager to see what these wide receivers do with their opportunities in preseason. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure that they have field stretchers on this roster. Well, uh, look. This wide receiving position is very interesting. It's intriguing because, yes, they need an upgrade. But, John, to go back to what you said a couple of weeks ago and we was playing with the idea of whether or not they should bring in DeAndre Hopkins, you said it. If it's not a definite number one wide receiver, you shouldn't take a chance on it. There's nobody that's on the open market right now, and there's nobody who's going to get cut on cut down day that's going to come in and be like, okay, I'm this team's number one wide receiver. This is – you know they're they're well, gonna help. Well, what what if they do? What they, because Robert Woods is way too much dead money. I think if you cut him now, that leaves Houston with nearly seven million, seven million dollars in in dead dead money, mm-hmm. and you only would save one point five on the on the salary cap. That's just Robert Woods. So maybe they go through the process of evaluating this roster. And no, I don't think Robert Woods is going to get cut, especially after they just gave him that money. Not in year one. But they look at the roster and say, man, we really like this young guy, but he's not ready. We may we we, we may not like this vet right now because he's just not doing it. So if they are going to continue to compete, it may not be a true number one receiver. But it may be a wide receiver on the market that after everybody is cut, that makes sense for this franchise. I could see that. But honestly, man, I like I, I I agree with everything that you just said. But I can honestly like this wide receiving unit is only going to go as far as John Mechie, Tank Dale, and Xavier Hutchinson. How how fast their development is going to be? That's the only way I could truly see this position group, at least from the first six days of training camp that we have witnessed. That's the only way I could see that position group getting better, and that's saying a lot from two guys who is learning how to play in the NFL, and then another guy who is just trying to get accustomed back into playing football in general. On the tight end position, I agree with that as well, but, John, there's one name that I'm about to throw at you. And as of right now, he is on the verge of possibly getting cut due to an ongoing knee injury that he has, and he really hasn't had that many opportunities in training camp with the Cleveland Browns. And that's Jordan Akins. (laughs) And – it's almost similar to what he went through last year. I believe he was with the New York Giants. 
didn't really get an opportunity in training camp, did not get an opportunity in preseason. They cut him on cutdown day. Nick Casario and them brought him back. Career year. Yeah, he ended up having a career year, and I believe he ended up second on the receiving yard list, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, that is a name I'm just throwing out there in terms of a guy that, one, you already know his production. You already know his value to this, I guess you could say, franchise. But if that does happen, I would say just lock him up for five years because clearly the Texans tight end unit can't move forward without him. And he can't move forward without the Texans. But that is another option in terms of upgrading this position group. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Thursday installment of Locked On Texans. Day seven of training camp will take place later on today. Yesterday was the day off. John, before moving on to the offensive line, I do want to mention this as well. In the second segment, I say, you know, a lot is going to be riding on the shoulders of these rookie wide receivers, Tank, Mechie, Hutchison, more so their development. But I think the biggest thing for this wide receiving core Every single Sunday is going to be very crucial. And this is if they do not address it like we hope. It's going to be very important for one of these wide receivers on any given Sunday to step up and take the helm as this team's number one wideout. Because six days in, the first three days of training camp, when we came on this show talking about how well the offense was moving – Majority of that was because Nico Collins on one day looked as the number one wide receiver. I definitely remember day two of training camp. It was Noah Brown. I think that's the day he ended with like four or five catches and, and the offense looked very efficient. If somebody steps up as the playmaker, then they're fine. But if it goes back to the last three days where they are struggling, especially on Tuesday, then we're definitely going to have a concern. And I think that is going to be the biggest issue in terms of whether or not they are going to be able to add somebody that's going to just help improve the production of this position group. Let's go ahead and pivot over to the second unit for the offensive line. Shout out to Big Sarge, Brian Bearfield, who writes for uh, TexansWire.com. And uh, also he has a Big Sarge podcast. He tweeted this and I was like, man, I was waiting for somebody to mention this. The second unit for the offensive line, by the way, no Charlie Heck, who's, who's been out. Uh, they have not looked good, guys. First unit has looked fairly well. I think right now they're still working out the kinks of who's going to be, you know, the starter center. Scott Quisenberry has been getting a lot of snaps at, as a starter center. Uh, Keon Green has had some good and bad. He's just working back, I still believe. Uh, but overall, the first unit is going to be all right. The bookends are going to mm-hmm. be all right. Guys, that second unit has been getting feasted on. Cody, what what has been your biggest concerns? Well, the, I'm, I'm not surprised because that's something I told you all about back in mandatory minicamp. Remember, I came on the show and said the second unit is terrible. And six days into camp, the second and third unit, they're terrible. And a lot of times when you hear C.J. Stroud got sacked, um, Davis Mills got sacked, or whatever the case might be, it's when they're running with that second unit. And there's just issues all across the line. And, John, maybe this is something that Nick Casario and D'Amico should invest in, just improving the depth at that offensive line unit. Because like I mentioned in mandatory minicamp, if one of those guys go down, then you're definitely going to have a big hole to fill 
when you look at the rest of the offensive linemen that's on the roster as of right now. I know a lot of people uh, has been high on Austin Deckless ever since he's been drafted. He hasn't looked very great through the first couple of days of training camp. Juice Scrubs botched the snap doing team situationals on Tuesday, lost 25 yards. Most of the false starts that we are seeing being called is coming from this second and this third team, the mental mistakes, not picking up somebody that's bull rushing you from the defensive line. Like everything that you don't want to see your offensive line struggle with is definitely taking place with the second and this third team. Yeah. With Charlie Heck out, man, the uh, swing tackle position, well, not position, but the swing tackle and the backup tackle uh, opportunity right now is in between Greg Little and George Fant. Uh, I, I thought Greg Little was decent in his opportunity. Didn't get an opportunity to really see George Fant. And again, Charlie Hick is out. Dylan Deathridge, well, he struggles. He was struggling. And so I think overall, you definitely want to make sure you pray and hope that Titus and Laramie plays all 17 games. And if they have an extended season, they play in those as well. Um, you like everything Shaq Mason is bringing. I can see a scenario as to where at the end of the year, majority of the successful runs for Damian Pierce or Devin Singletary came in between the right guard and right tackle. Mm-hmm. But, guys, it's just about the backups right now. Preseason is so important for this team. We talk a lot about the expectations and the idea of Houston being much more competitive. We talk a lot about that, but honestly, next Thursday, all of the ideas go out the window and everything concrete is what matters the most. And so I'm looking forward to the first preseason game against the New England Patriots. Quick fact. Maybe this was the downfall of hiring a defensive minded coach. Cause look at all the issues that we talked about. We nah. ain't never said nothing about the defense. No, no. <laughs> all three you, levels, all three levels are it's, set. It's it's it's. I think right now the difficulty is you your wide receiver doesn't have. I mean, your your quarterback doesn't have that. DeAndre Hopkins, the Stephon Diggs, the mm-hmm. Jamar Chase, and they are working a new system in. And it's still like all of the great prospects on this team right now are young guys. Yeah. Quarterback young. Wide uh, wide receivers young. Running back young. Offensive line is set. But they can't go out there and run the ball, pass the ball, catch the ball. All they do is block. So uh, I I think they'll figure it out. And we'll see starting next Thursday. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked on Texas podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Also, subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube as well. Give me a follow at John underscore Hickman 12 on Twitter. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.